Uh, it is a Monday night once again. What's involved on Mix 93.8? This proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. We are living in some interesting times. Um, Michael and Moro, how are you guys? Good evening. Well. Um, no, we're fine. Uh, it's been an interesting while working from home. Um, it's very strange having my whole family all around me every day which is nice but I also like to have my own room and also interesting enough I, f I find that uh, working at my house I'm actually working harder than I normally work which is very <laughs> odd <laughs> oh that's good uh, Mara, how's it been for you? Um, actually, similar to Michael, I'm actually quite surprised how much work I'm actually doing. So, um, interesting and uh, in some ways uh, a little bit out of my, my comfort zone. But, yeah, you know, hey, out of the comfort yeah. zone is good. It makes you, makes you do things differently. So, you know, it's tough, but we've got to do it. So, let's just get on and do it. Yeah, I was actually thinking back uh, just a little while ago to our, our last discussion that we had, and it sort of was a little bit prophetic, I think, um, yeah. because here we are in a 21-day lockdown. But uh, lots of questions, lots of people are stressing, people are, are worried, and they're nervous, and, and you know, this is the time when, when many, many bad decisions can get made. So there's been some questions that uh, you guys have had, that we've had, um, Michael, if we can start off with you, one of the big questions, um, and I actually, my mom uh, actually asked me the same question, is with all this that's happening, should I withdraw all my investments? No. Um, if you did want to, it's, it's happened. The markets have fallen heavily. Um, in the last 100 years, the markets have every five to eight years fallen heavily. On average, they've all taken between 90 days and about a year and a half to recover fully. Right now, the world is in a flat spin. It's a flat panic. We are telling everybody, calm down, take a a breath. Um, if you change your investments now, you lock in a loss. There is a loss. But if you can hold it out, close your eyes for the next half a year, things will be a lot healthier. Okay, well, that's 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 good news for some. Um, but now a lot of people have been talking about this, uh, having a, a conservative mix of funds during these times. Moro, what, what is the meaning of a conservative mix of funds? Okay, so a conservative mix of funds is where you're using um, either one fund that's got multiple assets in or different funds that have different assets in them. So um, if you look at uh, Regulation 28 as an example, Regulation 28 is the Prudential Investment Guidelines for Pension Funds. 
and it refers to the maximum that you can have in listed markets mainly and maximum that you can have offshore. But in essence, a, a conservative mix of funds is really a fund or a number of funds that have got the following elements. They've got some money in, in, in the listed stock market like the JSE. It's got some money in, in cash assets that give you an interest. Um, there's some money in government and corporate bonds, which provide an interest and a little bit of capital gain. And then you've got um, uh, some, some exposure to offshore markets as well. You put those together and you've got a mix of assets that are able to carry you through times such as this, because not all of it is exposed to, for example, the stock market. Now, we're in an interesting time at the moment because... Um, stock markets have come off, so we expect them to rebound at some point, as Michael was saying. But we're also having interest rates that are being cut. So uh, you've always got to have this mix of, of different assets in, in a conservative mix. And the more cash and bonds you have in there, the more conservative it is. But you have to remember that conservatism costs you when markets rebound, because then you're not you're not exposed to the stock market where, where the money is being made. I hope that answers the question. It certainly does. And it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a very interesting uh, point that you raised there. But this, again, is something that you guys at Global and Local Investments are on the lookout for all the time with your clients. This is something that you'd say to him, listen, I think we should move this year. We should do this. We should do that. Um, so, so they're in good hands if they're with you. If I yeah. can uh, <laughs> interrupt there. Um, yes. About a month ago, um, all of our clients, we had an itch, and our itch said the markets would fall heavily. So around a month ago, we amended um, our general clients' fund allocation to a much larger portion in cash, just in case, and we were right. Okay. All right. Well, talking about uh, being right and about you guys uh, sort of predicting what's going to come, the equity markets, Michael, have taken a massive knock. Why is that? Um, panic, pure panic. So up until the end of February, the world was a wonderful place. Everything was rosy. Airlines were full. Hotels were full. Everyone was planning their holidays in Italy and economies were going fantastically well. And then there was a blind panic about this tiny virus, which no one can see and no one knows if it will affect them or if they will live or die. Everything went out the window, logic um, gone. In a blind panic, everyone said, I have shares, let me just let me just exit out of them all and enter them into American um, American government bonds earning practically naught because the American government isn't a risk. So that was the thinking. In March, the over the last 135 days of 
American markets being measured. March had five of the worst trading days in history, and they had the five best trading days in history. It's the most bizarre thing. I remember watching on a Thursday, the markets fell 11%. If the American markets fall in excess of 10%, they are locked down for a period and open again. It fell so quickly, it was locked. That hasn't happened from 2008. The next day, the markets were up 10% within 24 hours. So it's blind panic, but it is also, uh, in our industry, there are many index funds, algorithmic funds, which um, no person physically buys or sells shares. It is a it is a computer program which um, actions everything. And that has also added to the panic because those programs follow logic. And because there isn't any now, it made the whole situation worse. Okay. It is what's involved, uh, and it is partly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. We'll be back in just a bit. Uh, I want to ask uh, a question of Moro when we get back. Sure. Right, we're back. It is Mix 93.8. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. Um, Mara, just before the break, we said that uh, I wanted to ask you a question um, because a a lot of people are talking about this and there's people on both sides of the fence here. Um, With the markets being hit so badly, is this a good investment opportunity, a good time to maybe enter the markets? Um, Yes, it is. However, so... Um, if you look at the, the markets, they've, they've all come off. And if you remember um, that markets represent com- companies, those companies haven't by nature changed. So if you look at a South African company like Standard Bank, it was a good a good bank before, the, before, before all this happened. Inside Standard Bank, realistically, nothing has changed. All that's happened is that the valuation of Standard Bank is now lower. So if it was a good a, a good company before the, this this uh, this turmoil, um, and the price was at that level, the price where it is now is reflecting that you're getting the same company, the uh, the shares in the same company, at a much lower price. So if you look at that, it, it, it presents itself at the moment as a perfect opportunity. But, you know, in, in markets, there's always the but. And the but is yeah. this. We don't know where the bottom of this market is. Okay. Um, in previous markets, if the market had was down 25, 30%, you'd start saying, well, we're getting to the bottom. 
because that's typically how it works. This coronavirus has brought in something we don't know how to measure just yet. And that is, we don't know, for example, how, how America is going to do with this coronavirus, and that could set the whole world into recession. So it is a good opportunity, and it might be a good opportunity for those who are taking a long-term view, because when these markets uh, turn around, they're going to turn around fast. Um, and then, but obviously, we just, investments, we just, yeah, investments so, will go up, yeah. Correct, yes. Um, but you, if you go in now, you might see some loss before you see um, a profits picking up again. Okay, Michael, we, we're talking about, Mara just mentioned that, uh, you know, we don't know where the bottom is. How long um, have you guys sort of uh, done your research, et cetera, et cetera? Have you got an idea how long do you think uh, these markets are going to continue to under underperform? Until there's hope. So when the numbers in the countries that matter, which isn't Africa, unfortunately, when Europe, America and England, once their cases peak and they come down, there'll be hope in the market. If overnight someone, some company said, I have a cure. The markets could, within a week, go up 30%. That is unlikely. We think that um, England will probably, in the next couple of weeks, turn the corner. America appears to be in a great chemoise. They don't know what they're up to. Donald has lost the plot. Um, Hilton hotels are empty. His own hotels are, are empty. So we don't really know if he is his own interested heart or America. I don't know. But mm, Yes, uh, uh, interesting man, that. Very interesting. So, so, so there are 35 companies plus now working on a cure. They all say it's going to take a year to 18 months. But there are also medicines out there that help. Now, that's all beautiful, but it hasn't happened yet. So our, my thinking and the company's thinking is until the end of May, it's going to be all over the place. The markets will probably fall a further 10%. It will then probably, for a while, go up, down, up, down, up, down. When there is that eureka moment, the markets could, within a period of a couple of months, make up everything. In 1918, when the Spanish flu peaked and came down. Within four months, the American markets had gone up 50%. Wow. So, um, I wish I had a crystal ball. Um, in this situation, uh, if I can use a good example... I, over the last week, I probably 
read 150 articles plus on all these experts. And all of these experts don't have a clue. <laughs> In simple English. Yeah. Looking at it logically and practically, there is a lot of damage being done in the, the world right now. And there will be further damage. How to measure that is unknown right now. The general cons the general consensus is once the virus slows down within half a year to nine months, the market should be back to normal. Okay, well, that, that, that seems fair. I mean, it's, it's, I, I don't think anybody's celebrating about that, but it, it does seem fair. Um, David, Maura, can, I, can I come in there quickly? Yeah, sure. So the one thing I wanted to add is when markets turn, it's different to when they start going down. So when they start going down, it's splashed all over the newspapers, you know, markets tanked X percent, da-da-da-da-da. When markets turn, they do it quietly. So there's yeah. going to be a whisper. That whisper turns into hope. And all of a sudden, you start seeing markets coming back. Okay. Um, but, and it's so difficult to predict that bottom. And, 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 that's, and that's why we were saying we don't know. Because, you know, you hear a whisper today and it's the wrong whisper. But, so yeah. we, we, just, we just need to be aware that if you are invested, stay invested. So now the question is now, I mean, while, while I'm, I'm chatting with you, um, investing offshore, is this now a good time? Um, okay, so again, you know, no, no country, no market has been spared from this outbreak. Um, is it a good time to, well, it's, it's the same. There are many buying opportunities offshore. I mean, if you just look at, at how much the fangs have come off, you know, the Facebook, Amazon, Netflix and Google, um, those those all are, are, are presenting as, as great opportunities at the moment. You know, you've even got the, the big large industrials uh, offshore. I mean, you look at Volkswagen, you look at uh, um, you know companies like Nestle, all fantastic. But are we at the bottom of the market? And that's and that's and that's the question we are asking. So my my view is this: if you want to do it, do it. But be, just understand. That you that you've got to take a long-term view at the moment, um, and you know, at at the best, you're probably nine months away from 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 having a, a good return uh, to maybe longer, and it all depends as to, as to what happens with um, with the virus, um, when when uh, uh, cures or vaccines are found, and what happens in the United States. The United States is the biggest economy in the world. And, and, you know, they say that when the United States sneezes, the rest of the world gets pneumonia. So if, yeah. if they have a slowdown um, uh, of the scale of Italy, for example, um, we're, we're all in trouble. But, you know, when, again, this market will turn as soon as we, we, we sort of come to grips with dealing with this, either as a long-term solution or somebody finds something and, like Michael says, there's hope. Yeah, you can, see, this is... Yeah, I'll chat to you in a second, Michael, but this is this is my concern is that 
you know, um, I, I've been following quite a lot of what's happening in, in the States and the US and I know a couple of people over there and they just really don't seem to be taking this seriously. And I, and I sit and I watch those figures climbing like a skyscraper and they're still going, yeah, I know, we'll still go out, we'll still do this. It's, I, I think it's nuts and I think that's going to have a big impact. Sorry, Michael, I think please also, continue. Yeah. Um, just an answer uh, to your question. Is it a good time to invest offshore? The other factor as well is right now our rand has collapsed. Um, a, a month ago, $1 was equal to 15 rand. It's now over 18 rand. Um, yeah, ask me about it. Who has a whole lot of internet services and I pay in US dollars. Ask me how much it hurts. <laughs> also, as well, in the last while, um, a rating agency, Moody, has made South Africa junk. What has also happened is our top five banks has also been made junk. What that means is that the country and our banks, if they are making um, offshore loans, they have to borrow from interesting countries and they have to borrow at rates in excess of the rates now. Um, so our thinking is the RAND could get worse before it gets better. Um, the new RAND level in our thinking is, is, is around 1650, but in order to get there, we have to first of all get over the, the, the virus and get the country operating again. If the RAND comes back to 1650, our thinking is at that time absolutely of your assets you need at least between a third and half offshore at all times. Alrighty, it is what's involved. Uh, proudly brought to you by Global and in oh, phew, let me try that again with my teeth in. Proudly brought to you by Global <laughs> and Local <laughs> Investment Advisors. Uh, you see the brain is is, is starting to go here. Um, when we come back, uh, we'll be chatting to the guys a, a little bit more um, I'll have a question again for you tomorrow when we come back it is Mix 93.8 Mix 93.8 some legendary radio for you it is What's Involved proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors um, so we were talking about offshore when to invest, when not to invest um, a question that came in uh, somebody uh, just said here Moro, uh, I just had a look at mine and my children's investments and it looks like we've lost quite a bit of money in your opinion, what should we do? Should I take all of my money out and keep it in my bank account? Uh, the same for my children, I mean what, what advice do you have for us? I know people are now wanting to hide money under the mattresses in, like in the old days again um, okay, I'm going to answer that in a second. I'm just going to first add to what Michael was saying quickly. So okay. the, Moody, the Moody's downgrade and the subsequent um, downgrade of the South African banks by Fitch, um, the downgrading of the banks is, it doesn't mean that our banks are uh, uh, sort of bad at what they do 
or that uh, they're not secure. It's simply because they are in South Africa. So South Africa as a sovereign has been downgraded. So by nature, the banks have to be downgraded. So that's it's, uh-huh. it's uh, I just wanted to sort of highlight that point. Okay, so somebody who's looking at their and their children's investments, if they've lost money, they haven't lost money, they've lost value. So in essence, their investments were valued at, let's say, 100,000 rand, and they're now valued at 60,000 rand. If they take yeah. their money out, they're going Effectively, what that means is they are uh, removing the chance of going back to 100,000 rand. Okay, because they're now taking money out and they've got the cash in hand and it's no longer invested in the assets it was. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the first, the first thing is don't panic. Okay. Uh, and we know it's it's hard to say. And you know, every time you look at the news and you look at your 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 statements, you get that sort of mini heart attack and your you you know that sort of sweat that's coming out at the back of your hands. Um, but just realize that. You know, half of, of uh, investment strategy is don't listen to your emotions and stick with a strategy. So don't panic. Um, doesn't matter if the world is taking a battering. Like Michael says, close your eyes for the next six months and just um, be aware that that this will happen um, and it, it will come back. Okay. Now, the other thing that you've got to understand is if, if somebody is in that position, and they, do, and they are dealing with an advisor like global and local, pick up the phone and phone your advisor. And they're going to tell you exactly what I've told you, which is yeah. don't panic, stay the course, uh, don't pull all your money out. Uh, and there's a secondary thing. If you've been invested for a long time, so let's say you, you put in money away five years ago and you put in 100,000 rand and it's now worth 200,000 rand, for example. Um, and from 200,000 rand, it's gone back to 150,000 rand. If you withdraw it, you are also going um, entering into a capital gains tax situation. So rather uh. just leave it invested, okay? Um, especially if you don't need it. If it's something, if it's long-term money that you're putting away for children's education, that kind of stuff, leave it. And the markets will recover, and when they recover, you'll make it back. Okay, well, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting with a very similar situation. My mom is, is in her 70s, and, um, you know, number one, her advisor, she hasn't even heard from, <coughs> excuse me, which which I think is pretty poor. Um, but uh, secondly, she's going, what do I do? What do I do? Do I take my money out? I mean, now suddenly it's 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 money is lost. I can't do this. I can't do that. And I, I with my very limited uh, knowledge, I said to her, just relax for now. Let's wait and see when the water's clear. So yeah. thank you for that. That's that's great advice, guys. Um, somebody else has said here, um, Michael, that they've been getting communications from your offices about signing a CAT 2 mandate. Why should I give you power over my investments? Is that not a bit risky? Let's start off with what is a CAT 2 mandate? Okay. In our industry, we have a number of uh, licenses. Uh, license level one, it's a general advisor who can give advice, but if he wants to make any changes on your in, in 
investments he has to contact you you then have to auth you you then have to authorize it in writing and that often takes a week or two you send an email it gets lost he answers you that's license one category one category two is a limited number of advisors have earned the right to amend a client's investments without having to ask them. A client signs a mandate and in essence that document says, I trust you, change anything you like at any time long as it is in my name and not in your name please <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that's a joke <laughs> uh, and uh, um, so, so our company has a category to mandate so as I outlined earlier a month ago at a press of a button all of our clients uh, portfolios we could make a lot more risk averse a category one advisor who probably looks after your mom doesn't have that license and if he had he could have amended her a while ago okay so but that then then that would make sense to me because in times like this i mean this is what you guys do for a living you've got your fingers on the pulse i want you to make decisions yeah. on my behalf prompto exactly okay that makes some sense okay so in terms of in terms of risk i mean obviously to get this license you've got to have a fairly decent track record well, we have to write five online exams and then we have to write a other open book exam. That open book exam, I must have spent studying 20 hours. In order to pass it, you have to get a minimum pass rate of... 65%. I'm not going to say what I got, but I passed. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I know others who have written it often and they haven't passed. So it is extremely onerous in order to have that license also for a, a period of three years um, a person that has that license has to every action you make oversee so that no errors can be made because the responsibility on an a independent financial advisor with a category two license is immense and a real 
honor of trust. Okay, I've got it. It is uh, what's involved, proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. Uh, we'll be back in just a bit. Uh, a couple of questions, lots and lots of questions coming in. So, guys, if you don't mind, we might go a little bit off the beaten track here and talk about some general things that uh, people are concerned with. Perfect. Radio, we are back. It is Mix 93.8. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. Uh, just before the break, we said that we were going to come back and, and chat about some other things um, because people people are concerned. Um, everybody's concerned, rightfully so. Um, guys, I don't know if this is entirely in your wheelhouse, but but let's give it a bash. See what 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 you guys can say. Uh, Moro, loss of loss of income policies uh, is that something that uh, would be covered for coronavirus? Okay, so loss loss of income policies are well. There's two different types. There's one that uh, uh, loss of income cover, let's call it, is part of your uh, uh, part of uh, people's um, employee benefits. So those are the benefits they get from their company at work. Um, and then you can also take it out privately in in, a, in your own policy. Um, and there's two different kinds of benefits. You either get a lump sum benefit or you get a loss of income, which is pays you up to 75% or in some cases up to 100% of the income you're earning before you lost the income. Now, Typically, these cover disability. So disability is the inability to work. Um, and if yeah, coronavirus, yeah, Michael, would you, what, would, what do you say? Would that be covered? Um, I've actually had a number of emails from various life companies over the last week. And it is a classified illness and most companies if you get the illness or you have a family member that has the illness and you are forced to um, remain at your house you do have cover if oh, okay. you are sick you also do have cover now i have only had this from a couple of life companies. So if uh, I would recommend to the listeners, um, contact your advisors and ask them to contact your individual underwriter and ask them, are you covered and in what situations? Yeah. Okay. Sound sound advice. advice there. Yeah. Sound advice. Um, one of the things, and and I, I I'm bringing this home again uh, in in terms of family wise. Um, my my sister works for a, a company that uh, supplies uh, food for for the airlines. So obviously mm. that's not happening now. Um, she said to me, obviously after this 21 day lockdown, apparently um, they may be closed for up to three months, if not longer. Um, so, and then they're talking, obviously, retrenchment. Now, if we get retrenched, because I imagine there's going to be retrenchment, um, what sort of options uh, do you have with your, your provident, your pension fund? Do, do you have options? Who are we going to go with for this one? Uh, Moro, Michael, Michael, let's, let's, let's stick with you for the time being. 
Um, okay, so if you are, if your company says, I'm terribly sorry, we got no income, you have to go. Um, by law, for every year you have worked, they have to give you income of a week. That's if they have money, number one. Number two, if you are um, retrenched, you can claim UIF for up to eight months. That's number two. Number three, if you have a company pension or provident fund, your in initial uh, instinct would be an I need the money, I can't cash it in. If you cash it in, a large portion of it will be taxed, and that tax you can never get back. If you enter it into a preservation fund, you have access on it at any time thereafter, less tax. You can have out a rand or you can have out all of it. If you have to have money up front, when you transfer your pension provident fund into a preservation fund, the first 25,000 rand you can access tax-free. The, the balance, you would then enter into a preservation fund. If you have done that, you cannot access it until age 55. If you are over age 55 and you have a pension or provident fund and you are re your options are to have out a third of that fund as cash up to 500,000 tax-free. The balance you would enter into a living annuity or a fixed annuity and off that you can have a monthly pension which is taxable. Aha. That, that, can, that I, can I add something to that, David? Sure, absolutely. If you if you are retrenched, the the same rule applies uh, to when you are you have resigned. So you can um, what Michael outlined first of all with provident uh, and pension funds. If you resign, the same the same rules apply. But also have a look at your group life cover. Um, your group life cover you can normally uh, continue it on your own without needing to, to have uh, uh, a medical normally. So if you, if you, if you want to um, and you get retrenched and you want to hang on to the life cover, you can. Um, you would just have to pay, pay the premiums yourself and that would depend on how much cover and who the underwriter is and so on. Okay, that makes, that makes good sense as well. Um, Nora as well, I mean, and this I think is, is, is such a critical question. Um, when we come back, we're going to chat about that. Uh, we might actually run over uh, today if you guys are okay with that because I think there's so many things that people want to ask and they want to know about. So uh, with your permission, if we do run over a little bit, are you okay with that?
Yep. No. Actually, okay. Problem. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no way there, Michael. Well, um, um, the issue is uh, I'm in my house right now and I don't have much else to do, so it's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as are most of us, as are most of us. It is Mix 93.8. What's involved? Proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investments. Um, and uh, when we come back, I want to ask about businesses. Right, and we're back. It is Mix 93.8, proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. This is a big concern, gentlemen. Um, small businesses, medium businesses, uh, we are sitting looking at this for our own business because when this whole thing hit, um, we make we make money a couple of ways. Uh, one of the ways is we do training. Um, my fiance does uh, all of the Microsoft-based training and I do sales-based training. Everything was cancelled. Bang. One, two, three. There you go. All your projected income on that side was done. Um, we're fortunate enough. We do a lot of stuff as well in the digital space. She does uh, e-learning development. So we've got some income coming in and fingers crossed we'll be able to continue with that. But, you know, if your company is going to go under, what advice can, can you give to people to survive a bit longer specifically you know company owners because i know a bunch of people a bunch of friends a bunch of the listeners are really they they're steering the end of their companies in the what do we do first first thing is be honest so be honest with the people that you deal with your staff um your suppliers your bankers um turn around to them let them know what, what's happening um that 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 would be the first thing the other thing is if you if you have company loans, talk talk to those loan providers. Say to them, listen, you know, it's going to take us a bit longer to pay you back. Um, Michael, your side, where, what, what comes to mind? I would um, contact my landlord and say, I have yeah. been your tenant for the last five years. I haven't ever missed... A payment um, can I please for the next couple of months uh, make a plan with you I haven't got the funds now but when things get back to normal I will make a plan and every month pay a bit extra but in order to survive I need a gap and if you give me a gap it will help you also survive um your workers um the government uif the fund is offering some amazing benefits for um people that are at home and their companies are not giving them an income you can apply at UIF now, I think for a maximum period of 90 days, they will cover a portion of your income. Um, the banks also, I know for one, APSA um, is offering an option now. If your various payments are up to 
date. They will give you a holiday of 90 days. Um, there's obviously on that, be very certain of the fine print, but they are offering it. Also, those company owners, as Morris said, be honest with your workers. Tell them, I'm terribly sorry, the factory's closed. Um, I can only afford to, for the next month, pay you half. If I am forced to pay your whole income, the company will not survive. But if I pay you half once this is over, we can probably get back to normal quickly. Third, um, analyze your fixed costs versus costs which are adjustable. At your offices, all of the electrical appliances, are they off? The geezer, the this, the that. Have you um, a leaking pipe outside? Is the water off? Um, where are the costs right now you can cut and cut them to the bone? You don't need lights on in the boardroom when there isn't a meeting going on. Yeah, sound, sound advice there. Um, the other thing that, that I've been asked as well is uh, for those people that are, are sitting with, with bonds now, um, what about bond repayments? I mean, you know, that, that I think is a sizable chunk of a lot of people's income that they oh, have David, to pay out. I, David, sorry, can I, can I go back to the previous question quickly? Yeah, um, sure, no problem. There's been, there's been a couple of South African billionaires that uh, provided access to money. Uh, the Rupert Foundation for one, uh, the Nikki, uh, Nikki Oppenheimer and his sister, Patrice Mutsepe, uh, they all work in different ways, uh, but there's, there is opportunity for people to have some relief by approaching this. Um, I think, I think uh, there's also a, a, um, a trust that's been opened by, by government that is able to, to help as well. So in this particular time, there's quite a couple of avenues for people to look for relief, be they employers, companies, uh, general people, general public, um, I'm not sure, but each one of them works differently. So that helps you. So the listeners out there would have to just assess, uh, assess that and just do some research on it. Okay. Let, All right. L um, let me answer that question. So if you can't pay your bond, um, I think I answered that earlier. The banks want your money. They want you as a client. So if you have a bond on a house that's normally over 20 years, under a company property, it's normally over 10 years. Without you, the banks will not survive it isn't an issue for them to actually add on a couple of months extra so it's for them as long as it at the end of 20 years or 10 years they get their money plus interest 
So if you approach your bank's hat in the hand and say, I've been a good payer forever, I am in a situation, can I only pay from August? They will probably say yes, but ask tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Don't wait. And I think I and, think that's yeah. the most important thing that you guys are saying is is communication is key. And and you know, don't default and then go to them and go, whoops, sorry. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Maura, do you have I, something to add there? So if if the bank gives you a couple of months holiday from paying your bond, be aware that in most cases the interest will continue to mount. So you don't have to pay them, but they're going to charge you interest. Yeah. So when, well, that's when how you they start make money. Paying, yeah, when you start paying them back, the repayment amount, the installment might be a bit higher than, than, than it has been. Yeah. Yeah. But at least, I suppose, at least, at least you, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of uh, uh, get through. Um, yeah. A couple more questions that uh, I want to ask you guys. So uh, when we come back, uh, we'll be continuing with the questions. As I said, we might be running over a little bit uh, in this particular episode. But hey, you know, I think it's worthwhile chatting about. It is What's Involved, proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. And we're back, Mix 93.8, some legendary radio for you. Uh, what's Involved, proudly brought to you by Global and Local Investment Advisors. Gentlemen, um, I know you don't have crystal balls, but obviously you've been monitoring the situation very, very carefully. Um, a lot of people are asking, uh, 21 days, is it going to end at 21 days? Or do you think we should start preparing ourselves for a bit of a longer lockdown? Mara. <laughs> okay. So He'll take the hot potato and throw it directly at Mara. Yeah, I don't want that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, all right. So let me tell you, I've been doing a bit of research. So um, what 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 I've done is, I, is I've tracked the uh, the COVID nineteen reported cases in South Africa um, since since patient one was was reported, um, and so far it looks like that um, the number of reported cases per day is starting to flatten. So that curve is starting to flatten. Now, what, what I don't know is how much we've, um, we've been testing. So it could be as a result of slower testing that results in, in, in slower increases in numbers or the fact that numbers are actually starting to slow down. Um, and the other thing that I've been tracking is uh, those number of cases versus Italy and what I've done is um, I, I've, I've ignored the dates and said, well, when Italy reported their first case, that was day one for them. When we reported our first case, it was day one for us. And um, if you look at if you look at the trajectory of, of Italy versus South Africa, they were way ahead of us. Um, and they were in the six or seven thousand reported cases, and we're sitting at about just under one thousand four hundred at the moment. So so essentially. If you look at that, we're doing a lot better than them. Is the 21-day um, uh, lockdown period going to be enough? I don't know. So, it, since it 
could be, but it could also be extended in, in, in that maybe just to make sure um, that that we, we we get this one properly, um, government uh, actually and no, actually I'm going to rephrase it. I actually think we're going to be extended by at least two weeks. Um, yeah, I must I must be honest. My my feeling is that uh, we're looking we're looking at an extension. I just also just looking around and, and chatting to a couple of people, and it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be fun, but it's going to be necessary. Look, if I can add on that. That's all very well and fine, but our problem is um, a country like America, England, their governments have hugely larger assets than ours and can help the people. And those countries will, um, once this is all over, bounce up. South Africa's economy before the virus was on its knees. If the lockdown is made longer, hundreds of thousands of people could potentially lose their jobs and income, and the ultimate effect on the country could be disastrous. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is indeed some, some troubling times. Um, but there, but there is some good news out there. Yeah, okay. so I was... I, I was reading uh, yesterday or the day before that Eskom is using the lockdown period. They're an essential service, so all their guys are working, all their technicians are working, and they're using this lockdown period to do much-needed maintenance. So we might have less, a little bit less load shedding going forward. Well, that is indeed good news. Some of the other good news, which uh, uh, I, I don't know how long it's going to be like this for, but... Uh, the, the Reserve Bank cutting their interest rates. Um, mm. Do you think they're going to do it again? And, and what does that mean for somebody like me? Let me answer that. Okay, so so um, you asked me about the bonds earlier. Well, the interest rates now, the prime interest rate is 8,25%. When I bought my first house in the 90s, my interest rate peaked at 26%. So now I'm paying 8.25 less 1%. So in essence, everybody on their bonds is paying less. South mm. Africa could drop its interest rates an additional 2%. Generally... Okay. The Reserve Bank is conservative and they only drop the rates by comma two five percent. But right now the government is bringing out its full armory as much as it can. And I feel um, if this gets worse within the month of April, they will have to drop interest by at least 1%. If they really want to help, they can easily drop the interest rates by 2%. Now, that helps a lot if you have a debt on a car, a house. But if you are a pensioner that has all the assets in the bank and they 
are accessing their interest every month. That means their interest is less and their income is the less. So it is a it is a real double-edged sword. Yeah, this is this is, I, I, yeah. I, I'm actually sitting and I don't I don't have any answers. I wish I wish we could. Um, we've seen during this time we've seen I think both both the best and the worst um, of South Africa. I do hope that uh, the best does prevail. Before you go though, guys, um, and and Nora, you can you can give us give us something maybe a little bit you know a little bit of levity here. Um, You've been and you are an investment advisor in this drama. Um, you must have, both of you guys, but we'll start with Moro. Um, you guys must have aged about 20 years in this in this period. Um, how how do you keep sane? Have you got a routine? What do you guys do? Uh, we, we drink a lot of whiskey. Um, copious, <laughs> so copious bottles of the stuff. No, um, the only thing we can do is... Uh, well, what, what I do is I tend to sort of look up, uh, take into consideration what's going on around us, um, you know, sort of devise a strategy for our clients. Um, and this is this is why we're here. This is why what it is we do what we do. Um, on the personal side, you know, working from home, it's very important to keep a discipline. So, you know, um, before we went into lockdown, before we, we, we told all our staff to go work from home, Michael called everyone together and said, right, this is what you have to do. You start at, work at normal time. You, at distance. You get, yeah, you, you, you keep, you, you, <laughs> yeah, um, you, you know, you, you get dressed in the morning as if you're going to work. Um, you, you sit down at your, at, at your desk, wherever it is that you're working from home. You work, you know, you, you take a, a little break for lunch like you would normally. So, you know, it, it's... It's all about sort of just keeping sane, keeping the pace going. Um, you know, yes, watch what's happening in the news and all that, but also not too much, uh, and and just just carrying on. You know, you 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 can't let this this period sort of rule your life. You know, um, and look at the bright side. So, you know, if if I if I look at it, um, you know, my wife and I were talking um, last night, and she was saying, you know. It's nice to have you here, you know, um, even though you are uh, sort of at the desk working, you are still, your presence is in the house. You know, I'm not at the office most of the day. So there's, there's, yeah. there's, there's, there's a lot of that, that, that stuff that's going on. And, and, and I think everybody who's in lockdown at the moment um, and is working from home, you know, don't start working in your pajamas, you know, actually <laughs> get up, brush your teeth, have breakfast, Sit down the normal time. And the other thing is find ways to exercise while you're at the house. You may not be able to ride your bike. You might not be able to jog or go for a or go for, you know, take the dog for a walk or go to the gym. But find ways to keep the body moving because that, that also releases those endorphins, those feel-good uh, hormones. Yeah, and it combats so, stress as well. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, if I can uh, add in there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, have a a fixed routine laugh as much as you can phone a mate every day yeah um um encourage everybody that this will pass um this will pass 
Think of the world at the war. We at war. The war's end. Um, so so um, I have aged a lot, but this is why Mara and I are in this industry now, because at its darkest, we give hope, because things will get better. And I think that is and, so important, hope. Hope and, and, and faith and belief that it's going to get better. Of course it and will. Talk to your elderly people. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. So, so if, you, if you think about it, those are the people that are most vulnerable to this disease. And by and large, those ones that, have been, that are in retirement homes have been completely isolated from anybody and everything. And these mm. are the people that yearn for, for, for contact with their family, contact with their friends. Pick up the phone. Call your parents if they're still around. Call, call your aunts and uncle that are, that are elderly. You know, just say hi. Even though you can't go and visit them, just say hi. Yeah, gentlemen, uh, I think we should uh, we should wrap up now. But just uh, just to confirm, you guys uh, and and uh, global and local investment advisors are working as normal. So uh, business is normal, although it's from remote locations. If people want to get normal. hold of you, if they want to get hold of you, if they want to talk to you, uh, if somebody's been listening to this and they go, oh, I, I need to ask questions, you're up for that. We are. Yep. Okay. And the, they can uh, call address. us on our normal number. Okay, normal number as well. And yeah. then obviously the email, info at globallocal.co.za. That's, uh, That's global right. local. So two L's in there, G-L-O-B-A-L-L-O-C-A-L, globallocal.co.za, info at globallocal.co.za. And another little bit of light, I believe, at the end of the tunnel um, is we're going to be chatting to you guys again next month. Yeah, we are. And uh, I promise all listeners it will be a much happier show <laughs> wonderful wonderful okay. stuff gentlemen thank you so much uh, and uh, great chatting to you as always we look forward to our next chat thanks thank David. you so much good evening cheerio good evening everybody